Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. <laughs> Welcome to Ringing the Blues, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast. On the show this week, we have all the action and reaction from the trip to Bristol Rovers. We speak to a Wickham fan who got there by an unusual method, and we hear from Loney Freddie Potts on life at Adams Park. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the full League of One results from Saturday. from Mexico City. It's me, Uri, and here are the results for League One. Bristol Rovers 1, Wickham Wanderers 2, Burton Albion 1, Bolton Wanderers 1, Cheltenham Town 0, Northampton Town 1, Exeter City 2, Reading 1, Fleetwood Town 0, Shrewsbury Town 1, Leighton Orient 2, Cambridge United nil, Lincoln City 3, Blackpool nil, Oxford United 2, Charlton Athletic 1, Peterborough United 2, Derby County 4, Port Vale 1, Carlisle United nil, Stevenage nil, Portsmouth nil, Wigan Athletic nil, Barnsley 2. So that's three wins in a row now against Bristol Rovers. So Cherboy Spanish this week. It's a pig if you are a Rovers fan. So how do we say pig in Spanish? Well, you can say cerdo or cochino. Let's pick cochino. So, it's a pig if you're a Rovers fan. Eres un cochino si le vas a los Rovers. <laughs> so, oh, talking about pork and pig, there's amazing dishes in Mexico. There's a wonderful array. There, is, there are carnitas which are fried. There are, of course, tacos al pastor, the shepherd tacos, worldwide famous, and you can have them in London. Oh, but Phil Catchpole's favorite, and I can assure that he prepares the best cochinita pibil in the whole High Wycombe area. Ask Phil about cochinita pibil. Oh, that's pork with an orange chili sauce and purple onions bent on a soft tortilla taco Oh, yum, yum. Just ask Phil. My amigo will prepare you the best cochinita pibil tacos. So, mm, okay. I might say I'm a vegetarian or I'm becoming one. So, okay. But I, I am more proud of Mexican cuisine. So, yes, I told you about pork and tacos in Mexico. So, this is it for this week. I'm back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Adios. Ooh, Conchonita Pavil, my favourite. Cheers, Uri. Right then, Wickham Wanderers headed down the M4 in lovely sunny conditions. Johnny King joined us on comms. 
welcome to the Memorial Stadium here in uh, currently sunny Bristol. Wickham Wanderers have made the trip down the M4 to take on the Pirates or the Gas, uh, however you want to call them, uh, Bristol Rovers, and uh, looking to pick up an away win. And a win on a Saturday, which has uh, been hard to come by so far for manager Matt Bloomfield. We can have a free kick. Can they snatch one here from a set piece? Luke Leahy with the left-footed free kick into the box. Looks for Lowe. Oh, oh it's there. Yeah. Joe Lowe wins the head and heads it past a static Cox. And the former Bristol City man runs in front of the Thatcher's Terrace and says, Shh, it's 1-0 to the chair, boys. Lowe. Crossfield free kick towards Vokes. Heads up, finds Leahy on the volley! Oh. oh, wonderful strike, tips over the bar. Brilliant save by Cox. What a strike by That's Luke Leahy. Still 1-0 to the chair, boys. 17 minutes left, plus stoppages. We can bring the ball forwards now with Hanlon off the scar and wins it back. Hanlon, lovely ball Great through ball. to McCleary. McCleary scores! Wickham have doubled their lead. Scohan got the ball in the air in the middle of the pitch. Found Brandon Hanlon, whose pinpoint pass finds Gareth McCleary, who drew the keeper and chips it over him with his left foot into the empty net. Bristol Rovers nil, Wickham Wanderers two. Kane Vincent Young at left wing back, bundled over by Brown. No foul. Ball from Kramer's cut back across the edge of the area, and it's there. The goal for Bristol Rovers has come from Harvey Vale. His first goal for the club. And Rovers are back in this. The cross came in low. It found its way across the penalty area. And Vale turns it in at the back post. Thomas. Cross to the back post. Keogh gets ahead on it. Still not clear. Shot comes and it's miscued. Drops to Craven. By Joe Lowe. Lowe threw himself in front of that shot and it was going in the bottom corner. It's hit Lowe and gone past the post for a corner. Lowe celebrates it like a goal. And there goes the whistle. Wickham Wanderers have won on a Saturday for the first time in Matt Bloomfield's managerial reign. They led 2 0 here. It was an excellent performance. Rovers came hard at the end. They used their subs well. Wickham Wanderers have been injury hit during this game as well. Uh, to say it was a tense last 10 minutes, Johnny, I don't think does justice to the word. Uh, your man of the match, does it does it remain as it was on 80 minutes? It absolutely is, Joe Lowe. Even if you took out the goal, if it had been 0-0, absolutely brilliant defending and typified right at the end where he stretched every inch of his, whatever he is, six foot five to, to, to get that blocking that he had no right to make. Absolute masterclass in defending. Brilliant performance, uh, but yeah, boys as well. Great, Leahy, Scoan was Scoan, giving it beans in the middle. Um, great all-round team performance, but yeah, Joe Lowe, man of the match for me. Matt, a win on a Saturday and a great place to get it. <laughs> yeah, it's been a big deal made of that, hasn't it? I know, but um, obviously we were, um, we feel like we're, we're in a good run in terms of the win against Orient, then um, a very good point against Burton, albeit you know frustrated not to get all three. Um, so we've worked really hard this week. It's been nice to have a week on the grass and we're really pleased to get a, a Saturday win. Talk us through the game plan because it, it looked at, when we got to 2-0, it had been executed perfectly. Yeah, I think that um, Joey's recruited really well. I, I really like the makeup of his team. I, I like the way they've tried to play and we felt that when teams pressed them high, they, they exploited the, the space in between the units and got their 
the wide men rolled inside and, and Collins dropped in, in in the space to go and exploit. So we felt that we had to keep solid in the middle of the park and try and you know try and make them go round us, which I think we did, um, you know, to a degree very well. Um, obviously, times when they made shots, but. I thought their opportunities first half were mostly outside of the box. I thought we defended the box really, really well. Um, and when called upon, Maxi come and took some crosses and uh, was uh, very solid for us. Let's talk about Joe Lowe, open the scoring and, and blocking heroically at the end too. Yeah, he said he enjoyed the block more than the goal. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to go too overboard on Joey because um, everyone knows our feelings on him. He's come in, um, done everything that's been asked of him um, since the day he arrived. Um, we're really proud of him, the way he goes about his work. Um, the way he treats people around him, we're, we're really proud to have him as one of us. He has come at a cost this victory, injuries to Ryan Tapazzoli and Dale Taylor. Let's talk about Tapazzoli first because the back three in that first half looked incredibly solid and composed. Was it a real blow to lose Taff at that stage? It wasn't, it wasn't. It obviously, you know, in, in respect to Kesey, like who else could you want to come on in that, in that situation? Someone who's been there and done it a number of times. Um, so we totally respect and, and love the the input that, that Keezy gives us but you know that, that back three we felt like were performing pretty well they had a good solid relationship at MK Dons and we, we were looking forward to them building up that but um, yeah we picked up a couple of injuries today and we'll have to assess them over the weekend um, probably better now than before Friday um, it's before Friday so we can really assess what we want to do before the window uh, shuts but yeah uh, we have to assess those guys and, and see where they're at with Jack Grimmer last weekend it, it looks like they're building up a bit now mm, yeah it's, we've gone from having a fully fit squad to uh, in the last couple of days, we felt like you know Wills and Jace have been about back out on the grass, and we lost JJ, Jack, and Taff, uh, and now Dale as well for for maybe a little while. We will have to assess them. Um, frustrating, um, but yeah, that's the game. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them are you know Dale's was an impact, Taff was an impact, um, so it's part of the game, and we have to make sure we're strong enough as a squad to to deal with these things. You've talked about the importance of substitutions this season, and, and you must be delighted with the impact that Brandon Hanlon and Gareth McCleary made almost as soon as they came on. Yeah, most certainly so. I, th I thought those guys were, were great. You know, I think the game, you know, I've said it a number of times, I think the game with you know, 10 minutes of injury time today, it's another chunk added on. Um, and to have, you know, I, I don't want to sound um, too predictive in terms of the, those guys are just finishers because they're absolutely not. They're valued starters as well as finishers for our football team. Uh, and we value them. But, um, you know, whoever it is at whatever stage of the game, um, we have to make sure that tactically and physically we're ready to go and make an impact. And they were top today. You know, we all know the the quality that um, G's given this football club for a few years now. He's he's a top guy, um, a real good player for us. Uh, and we want to make sure that his value isn't diminished if he's not starting games. You know, he still has such an impact as a finisher. But obviously, he's going to start games as well. And the same with Brandon. You know, I think having that that um, real pace and power that they bring to us in the last half an hour is. Is absolutely fantastic and no lack of technical quality either you know the ball from brands the accept and the finish from g um was very very good and on to tuesday night a chance to, to rotate possibly possibly um want to win uh, want to get through again so i think as you saw at mk dons we we took it extremely seriously we wanted to win that game we'll do the same again but you know we were carrying a few knocks at the end so inevitably we'll have to maybe rotate slightly and, uh, and make sure that everyone's up to speed for a minute so um, you know, I want to win, I want to go through, so I want to make sure that we pick a team that we believe that, that can win the game. Gareth, first three points on the road for Wickham Wanderers and your first goal of the season, how was that? Yeah, it was a good, good win um, against a, a side that, that played the ball on the floor quite well. Um, it was a tough game, especially towards the end. But yeah, we're happy to come away from home to, to get three points and um, yeah, hopefully it can long continue and we can pick up more points on the road. A lovely appearance off the bench for you and Brandon. Uh, you're skipping down the line there like a 26-year-old still. 
Yeah, I feel like it. I feel 26. Um, yeah, it's, Brandon's done really well. Um, well, ever since pre-season. So uh, we're all jumping at the bit to get on the pitch. And um, yeah, we know it's, it's a lot of competition in the squad. But hopefully uh, for all of us, it will help us thrive and it'll help us um, push everyone else everyone else to a, a better things. And um, it will make us produce better performances as well. So the competition's good. And um, as I said, Brandon done really well today. And um, so did all the boys at side as well. Talk us through the goal. Uh, me and Brandon have always said like we don't slip each other in. Um, so I, I think I, I slipped him in a couple of times today. He had a few chances and then he returned the favour. So I was thankful just to uh, get the shot off and get it on target. And um, yeah, it was a great ball by Brandon. And yeah, two 0 I think we should uh, push forward a little bit more. Um, but I think we sat back and we invited a bit too much pressure. So that's something we'll, we'll probably have to work on. But yeah, just happy to, to get the, the to get the three points. Lovely scenes at the end there as well, especially with the manager and the players too on the pitch. Uh, describe those feelings when the whistle went after what a hundred or so minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's been talking spoken about a lot um, about the added time that we get. Um, so everyone's going to be utilised, and um, yeah, to get to get a win after such a, a long, hard-fought game is something that it's it's elation and. Um, I think it's something that, going forward, it will help us in the long run as well um, to get these sorts of wins and to see new, you, the unity within the squad. It's something that we can build on and hopefully we can take that into next week or on to, into Tuesday against Sutton. And a word for Joe Lowe, scoring at one end and then blocking heroically at the other. I know, yeah, he celebrated the, the block more than he did the goal. Um, it was a fantastic block and, yeah, he's top goal scorer at the moment. I've told him... Um, he needs to stop scoring and start producing at the back and he has done too. He's, he's done that ever since he's come he's been fantastic since he came in on trial um, and yeah he's got his chance and he's taken it with two hands so long may it continue Joe a great three points and a great performance personally for you too yeah no another enjoyable one I seem to be making more and more enemies every week but I think it's just the enjoyment just spilling out of me and just feel confident and I'm just loving playing it, so it's brilliant. What did you celebrate the most, the goal or the block at the end? I think I might have gone a little bit too far on the goal, but I enjoyed the celebration for the block. I think that was just as good as the goal. What was the issue? Did you get booked after celebrating? Yeah, I think I didn't know this, but you actually get booked for shushing, so I won't be doing that again. <laughs> uh, talk us through the block at the end as well, because at 2-1, Absolutely vital. I think the Bristol Rovers fans around me thought that was a certain goal. Yeah, I think a few of the lads went in after and said they thought it was a goal. And it was carnage in the box. Everyone's falling over everywhere and it's fallen perfectly to the lads. And I've just thrown my body in front of it and seemed to hit my back and go wide. So, it was, yeah, it was nice. It was nice feeling. Uh, started off at the middle of a back three, ended on the left of a back three. Versatile as well as scoring goals and blocks. Yeah, no, obviously I'm happy to play anywhere across the back three. So... If wherever I can help out, I'll, I'll do it. And if it helps the team, then yeah, I'll do it. No problem. And how big a result was that for the team? First uh, away win, first Saturday win for the manager too? For, yeah, first Saturday win. Uh, again, an away win always feels good, especially when all the lads are travelling from everywhere to get here. So no, that feels great. And on to Tuesday and Saturday in the league next uh, week as well. The fixtures keep coming. Yeah, they come quick and very thick and fast but no I think we're all full of confidence and we're, we're excited for them we're, yeah we can't wait we can't wait
The thoughts of the gaffer, G-Mac and Joe Lowe in the rain. But what about the Bristol Rovers fans? What did they think? Well, let's find out in the opposition view. Willowington Pirates. Another loss to a very poor Wickham side. We are miles from being even a half-decent side. We still can't defend set pieces, pose no threat from our own corners and free kicks, and are totally toothless in attack. Unless we get a proper number nine in, we're looking at a relegation fight for sure. Right into the sun. When you play Wickham, you know they won't outplay you and will sit deep and look to score from a limited number of opportunities. They're a poor side <laughs> who are well organised. Giving them a needless and cheap free kick is bad enough. Conceding from a free hitter is indefensible. You're then chasing the game, meaning they can sit back, waste time and hit you on the break, which is exactly what happened. Exactly the same as the game last season, including the fact that we scored a late goal that ultimately proved to be insufficient. Absolutely appalling game management from the team. Puckle gas. We just can't seem to beat teams with a low block. I never enjoyed that game at all. In fact, I might miss every Wickscum and Shrewsbury match in the future, as they're both anti-football. The ref was dire too. Jamie. Uh, I never, ever want to see that ref manage another game in his life. He's the worst I've ever seen. Their player should have gone to prison for that foul on Brown at the end. And he says, play on! Ovi Dista. My concern is that we have been beaten on so many occasions now by poor sides employing exactly the same strategy. And yet, we continue to fail in exactly the same way. I saw little today to indicate that this won't keep happening. <laughs> that said, I'd rather have the foundations this squad have than watch the likes of Wickham, who have zero potential to evolve and improve. Limpstone gas. Good. Why do Wickham have such a voodoo on us? It goes right back to when they sent us down. Meldrew. We hear the same old crap from Barton week in, week out. When is this man going to wake up, smell the coffee and stop trying to fool the gasheads who have been supporting this great club for many, many years? This is League One and he's trying to instill a Premier League style of football into League One players. Can't the squad not see what's happening? Or maybe they're just afraid to speak up. Dudel Bowski. We tried the textbook League One ugly hoofball style. And we were winning most weeks. It got us to third in the league. And yet Radio Bristol was awash with complaints about paying to watch ugly football. And crowds dropped to as low as 6,500 on Saturdays. It's one or the other. Remember Halifax. 
It seems the more we slag Wickham off, the more it inspires them to beat us. Perhaps we should keep quiet. It is disappointing, but with all the new players, I doubt Barton knows his best team yet. But he has to find it soon if he's to maintain the support of the majority. He will stand or fall on the decisions he makes, twixt now and Christmas. Chunks. According to Barton, we lost because the sprinkler system wasn't working uh, and the ref wasn't fit enough and was gasping for air. Huh, the Wiccan players were also gasping for air, but still managed to win 2-1. Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey. Nail C gas. We need to learn from Wickham. Yes, they are horrible to watch. But that backliner there stayed solid all game and were so organised. We are obviously a better football inside, but winning ugly is fine if you get the three points. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Yeah, look, we're, we're disappointed to lose, um, but I thought there was many, many positives out there. I mean, you know, the fact that fans kept with the team, they kept pushing. Um, I thought we should have had a penalty. I'm not sure, um, you know, if, if that's the other way around and the defender heads the ball clear and our lad charges into him, the ref will give a free kick there. Um, I think in, in any other part of the pitch, I think a foul would have been given, but, it, you know, I'll have to ask um, the referee for some observations. Um, about a few decisions today, um, but we've got to be better. You know, we've got to take it away from um, um, officiating calls. Um, but I thought, as I say, there was there was many many positives out there for us as a team today. Knitting some new players in, I thought they did exceptionally well. You know, uh, George Friend, uh, Jack Hunt in particular. Um, and we've got a little bit of work to do um, before we can uh, class ourselves as a, a promotion thinking team. But there's nothing I've seen this afternoon. Um, that doesn't make me think, you know, Wickham are a good side, Matt, yeah, the game plan sat off, ran the clock down, waste time, you know, all the old tricks and, and they were very, very good at that. Um, so from our perspective, you know, it's, it's, it's another bit of learning, but also, you know, with, with the greatest respect to them, um, I thought we were much the better footballing team and I was paying money to watch anybody on a Saturday, you know, all the two teams today, I, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't be particularly uh, uh, enamoured watching you know teams lump it in 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 the fashion that in in the in the fashion that they do but again you know they've they've, they've done a number on us and beaten us so uh, back to the back to the uh, training ground to work harder to get better look it, you know it's gonna sound mad this and i know you know every manager comes up with all balmy excuses but with our new stand getting put in it's knocked out the sprinkler system so it couldn't get worked i was actually doing the rain dance and seen the rain in the Bournemouth Tottenham game like a deluge and I was praying it came over here we managed to get a little bit of spitting you know it's very rare you know you you, 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 
hoping for rain. Um, but just as things conspire, you know, the worst team probably to play against on a bone dry pitch, um, you know, is, is a big 5 4 1 you know, defensive unit that, that want to you know, play for set plays and, and you know, fragmented moments in the game and they got the goal, albeit it was against the run of play and then you know, it allows them to, to camp in and um, defend the box which they do really, really well. So look, it's, 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 it's a part of our learning but, but I'm absolutely confident um, about where we are, where we're going. I think this is as talented a group of lads I've ever had with a fantastic attitude. We've got a commitment to working hard every day on the training ground. Stadium's starting to come. Hopefully by the time we get in here against Lincoln next week, the sprinkler system will be fixed and we can get that crisp, slick surface that we require to play our, our brand of football. So Wickham went to Bristol Rovers on Saturday. They got the three points. It was quite challenging for our fans because of the conditions at Bristol and the fact they don't have an away stand currently. And it was just a terrace. It was all ticket on the day as well. Uh, and also there was a train strike. But that doesn't stop our Wickham fans from getting to games. Uh, on the line now is Tom, uh, who went to a game via an unusual method, uh, given the distance. Tom, uh, first of all, how are you? And how did you get to the game on Saturday? Hello, Phil. Yes, I'm good, mate. All good, yeah. Um, and yeah, on well, on Friday and Saturday, I got to the game by bike. So, um, yeah, cycled on the Friday, 86k to Swindon, stayed overnight, and then finished off in the morning to Bristol, another 65k. Wow. What? When did you decide to do this? When the train strikes were announced or just because you fancied it? It's mostly just because I fancied it. It's something I've been trying to do for a while, cycle to more games. I quite like cycling do a lot of cycling um but yeah i mean originally i was going to go meet some friends and family and then get a lift home but then everyone cancelled and i actually made some plans myself so then uh, i had plans for friday and then when they fell through i was like well i do have this plan to go to bristol and i've got nothing else to do um so i was, I was looking at all that last minute seeing about the train seeing all the train strikes and then um I found out just as I was about to leave, I was like, oh, I actually don't have a ticket yet. Um, I was like, <laughs> in a way, that's like the least important bit. I'll work that out later. Right. Before we get to the to the arriving at the ground, uh, what's the route like on the bike? Because I only, I'm only a, a mere motorist. I just think, yeah, jump on the M4 and just keep going until you get to Bristol. Presumably, you weren't cycling down the hard shoulder. No, trying to avoid the hard shoulder. Um, there's like an app that's called Commute, and basically you just say, start here take me here um and it kind of takes you a nice cyclist route uh it was very hilly though the first day was horrible i didn't realize how bad it was uphill then downhill and uphill then downhill not a single bit of flat road so i did get to swindon uh yeah swindon absolutely knackered um and then the second day was really nice actually it was a nice like it kind of followed the motorway the whole way but it was just really flat really smooth and yeah really nice ride uh, and Joey Barton's obviously spoken about the lack of rain uh, during the game. Uh, was it dry for your cycle? I can't imagine it's much fun cycling up a hill in the rain. Yeah, no, I was, I was lucky. The forecast said it might rain. Um, yeah, I was actually quite lucky. It was pretty nice weather the whole way. And also when I got there, dropped me and I had the roof over my head. So I thought it would have actually been quite funny if it rained when I was there. <laughs> so you got to the game and you've already said you didn't have a ticket. Now, it was all tickets, so you, you couldn't buy on the day for the away end. So how did you get into the game? Yeah, so I was actually asking on Facebook before the game and I've got a spare ticket and I've got a spare ticket. And uh, no bites on that. So I was like, oh, well, I've got a backup plan here, plan B. Um, 
I went to the ground, went to the uh, the ticket office. I decided to stay on my bike because obviously, how would they ever think I'm a Wickham fan if I'm sat on the bike? Um, ah, I just yes. went out to ticket office and said, yeah, yeah, just one ticket to East, East Stand. They just gave it me straight away. Excellent. So you you weren't in the Thatcher's Terrace, you were in, in the East Stand. So is that like the weird sort of one that looks like a cricket pavilion or the or the sort of the main stand? It's the one that's next to the Wickham fans. I, was, I thought it might be funny to be right overlooking the Wickham fans, but um, yeah, the bottom bit, you kind of mill about in, and the top bit is seating, it's reserved seating. I did get up there because I just found a spare seat, but I couldn't get right next to all the Wickham fans. Uh, you weren't far from where I was then, so I was hoping you were going to be in the Thatcher's Terrace and you could have given us uh, a really good uh, angle on Joe Lowe's celebration for his goal because uh, it was very popular on the Bristol Rovers fans' terrace. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I could see I had a really good vantage point where I was. I saw Reap up, I could see all the Bristol around me slump into their seats at the same time. So, beautiful view. <laughs> uh, what's it like watching the game surrounded by the opposition fans? I guess easier if we're winning, which we were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's tough because like, it's the first time I've ever done it. So, you've got to kind of control yourself. You know, I was trying to blend in. There's a there's a little old lady next to me. She was quite nice. Um, she worked at the club. She kept asking me all these questions. I had to kind of just pretend I didn't even know what I was there for. Like, didn't know the game, didn't know the team. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you got through the game unscathed. Yeah, uh -huh. she was good. When, when we went one up, she goes, uh, oh, I really hate playing this Wickham. We could really do some thunder and lightning right about now. <laughs> well, thunder and lightning tends to follow this fixture around. There was an incredible storm about 15 minutes after the game finished, uh, which didn't come in time for Joe Barton to, uh, otherwise they would have clearly won the game had it rained, as he pointed out in his post-match um, post interview. Uh, what about your bike? Where was that during the game? Was it safe? Yeah, it was safe. I just, uh, I actually... I actually trained it to the uh, gate E entrance right next to the security guard. Um, I thought he could keep his eye over it. There's a few bikes there. I'd also thought it'd help me get in. I just parked my bike there and walked straight past him. And uh, how was the cycle home or did you get the train? Train home. Yeah, I, got tra I couldn't have done that cycle home. I had to get the train. It was, it was. I mean, in a way, that was the most stressful part of the journey because it was catching the last train to London and then the last train back out to Wickham. Um, so yeah, I had to... I have to be quick for that and make sure I caught them all. So, yeah, I would have been doing more cycling on ground. Now, I think there's a Luton Town fan who cycled to every game last season for them for charity. <laughs> is, is this something you maybe want to expand upon and, and maybe do more away games? Because uh, I'm looking at Exeter, Boxing Day, Carlisle, last away game of the season. There's some pretty big cycles in this division. Yeah, <laughs> funny enough, my uncle said the same to me. Is that like, when are you leaving for Carlisle? I have to leave about now. <laughs> uh, I'm not planning on doing every game, no. I mean, I, I've got my own um, Saturday at Northampton. It's quite a nice one, actually, four four hours. But, yeah, that should be... So As long as the weather stays good, I'll do it. But, yeah, definitely not every game, but weather permitting, timing permitting. Um, and also, yeah, preferably have someone I know going that can take the bike back and it'll be, uh, yeah, I'll do it again. Well, yeah, Northampton, that's just like popping down the shops by comparison. That's a nice one. So <laughs> Local jaunt, yeah. Um, where do you set off from? Do you live in Wickham? I live in Wickham, just behind the station, yeah. So if there's anyone listening to this who, who cycles as well, you know, would you, would you be up for some cycling companions for an away day one day? The peloton. <laughs> yes. Um, I could do, yeah. 
it's there. Uh, I do like cycling now. Put my headphones on and just get my head down. But yeah, I'm happy to cycle with people. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just harder when you sort of maintain pace because I'm really slow sometimes and really fast other times. Depends. It depends on the part of the journey, Mark. Well, if there's any Wickham fans who cycle, I know there's a couple of you who cycle out from London to home games sometimes. But uh, if there's anyone listening to this who wants to get involved in a, in a chairboy cycling club, maybe we can start something here. <laughs> Well, Tom, I salute your commitment to get into the game. And uh, it's just as well we won, wasn't it? Because that would have been a lot of effort for, for a defeat. Yeah, as the saying goes, it's come a long way for not much. Um, yeah, but unfortunately <laughs> not. It was a great game. Brilliant stuff. Well, Tom, well, uh, let me know what you do later in the season. If you are planning on cycling to Carlisle, we'll definitely feature you on the podcast <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you say that, I'll have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll start looking into um, the route now. And I think if you leave by sort of, January, you might get there in time for April. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> Wickham Wanderers have changed strategy this year with several young loanees in the squad. One of those bright young things popped by Wanderers TV last week for a chat. Here's Freddie Potts. I'm forever blowing Freddie, first time we've spoken since you've arrived at Wickham Wanderers. Uh, how are you finding it? Yeah, very good. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it's been uh, a challenge for me that I wanted to, to experience when I, before I came here, but the, the, all the lads, all the, all the squad, all the staff have helped me settle in really nicely, so I'm enjoying it. So. What's, what's it like being in the squad game after game? Is that what you're here for? Yeah, game time is the main reason I came here. I came here for the men's football. You know, League One is a good standard and being part of men's football, you know, playing Saturday, Tuesday and having like a something on the line to play for every game. You know, everyone wants to win here. Um, and that's just something I wanted to, to experience myself. And that first month it is Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, isn't it? This is the first week we've not had a, a Tuesday game. Uh, a bit of time to breathe this week maybe and still do a bit more on yeah. the training ground. Yeah, I mean, this week is probably, since I've been here, it's been the actual, the first week where we've actually stayed off, uh, stayed off the Adams Park Stadium and actually trained, you know, like done proper sessions here. And, um, yeah, it's been, like I say, it's been different. It's been a challenge that I've wanted to have playing Saturday, Tuesday, but we're just all looking forward to the game on Saturday, which is going to be another another good test. And how do you feel things are going game time now in terms of the league performances? Yeah, uh, I think for myself, it's, I've had a few starts, which is which is the main thing for me. I want to be starting every game here. Um, I feel like the performances, as, as we've noticed, the, the team's getting better. We're starting to gel as a team and, you know, I feel like we're playing better and we're just unlucky with a few of the results. I feel like... On Saturday, we should have came away with three points. We could have came away with three points, and we felt like there was two points that were dropped. But um, we're looking forward to the game on Saturday. And what's it like playing alongside the likes of Josh Go and Luke Leahy, really experienced players at this level? Yeah, I mean they're, they're, they're top players. You know, you can see the quality that they have. I think Sko and, and Luke, they're, they're real good, established players in, in league football, and being around them. It's just just as good as being around the Premier League players because they they they, sh they show me something new that I can learn, um, and they're helping me, you know, integrate into the midfield, which is which is really good for me. I'm not sure if, if the any of the boys are West Ham fans. Are there any West Ham fans in the building? There is one, um, Christy Ward. He's a massive <laughs> West Ham fan, um, and the physio uh, Tom. He's a massive West Ham fan as well. He keeps asking me questions about the club, which is which is obviously nice. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's like, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of West Ham fans, yeah. We've got to talk a bit about your time at West Ham because you were on the bench when they won a trophy, their last game of last season against Fiorentina. That must have been an incredible experience. Yeah, that was probably the best experience of, of my career so far, the conference final. I think, um, you know, I'm a West Ham fan myself. Um, it, was, it was a massive 
parts of even just go out there. You know, I, I weren't expecting to be on the bench, but when the squad got announced and I was on the bench, I was like, like this is real. This is this is what I've been dreaming of as a kid, and just to be there. And thankfully, the the way the result went, that was just the best night of my career so far. Um, just to be around it, to be around the squad, all the fans that were out there was it was it was a crazy experience. And you played your part in getting there because there were some appearances in that competition to get to the final for you too. Yeah, that was the European competition was like a, an opportunity for me and, uh, and a few of the young boys, which um, we we tried to take, you know, and then it helped us being around first team football, completely different to, to what we were used to. But um, I feel like we, we all enjoyed the experience. And like I say, playing for the team that you support is just, it's the best feeling in the world. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's a footballing family you come from as well, brother and dad. Yeah. So. Yeah, my dad was at West Ham all his all his career. My brother's at Luton now, but he was at West Ham. We've all gone through West Ham, the academy. Um, but yeah, my brother's at Luton. He's still playing now. Hopefully, in the Premier League, they can they could do well. Um, it's been like unbelievable to see where they've come from. But yeah, to 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 watch him in the Premier League this year will be really good. Yeah. I remember watching your brother on his way up. So he's someone who's got experience through the divisions. Have you been speaking to him about League One and, and what to expect? I was speaking to him about Wickham specifically. Um, ever since then, like, I heard that Wickham wanted me. I always spoke to him about like, what do you think of Wickham playing Wickham. And he said, whenever they played Wickham, it was a it was a tough game. Luton Wickham, although it's not a rivalry in a sense, they always he always felt like it was a rivalry when they were playing. And he said, like they're a tough team. They're a, they're a physical team. They like to, to to win their duels, to win you know, every battle on the pitch. And um, ever since he started talking to me about that, I, was, I just started to get excited about about coming here. So he persuaded me as much as you know the, the the gaffer did and the way he said about Wickham. So yeah, it was buzzing to be here. And what did the gaffer say to you to sell Wickham to you? He uh, the way yeah. So the gaffer he, he sat me down and. We started talking about his inspirations about the club. You know, they want to be in the championship. Uh, that's where they belong, the club this size. And then um, the way he likes to play, he's trying to integrate a new style of play. You know, he likes to play from the back. And it's something that, that I'm used to at West Ham, but I feel like the way he wants to play is, is it's exciting, it's encouraging. And um, I feel like through our performances so far, we can start to tell that we're starting to bring that forward. We're starting to play a little bit more whilst keeping like the likes of hitting long balls into to Sam Vokes, which, which helps a lot. Good stuff. Well, it's been a pleasure to see you play so far. Looking forward to a big season. Yeah, it's going to be a big season. We're hoping for big things this season. We want to succeed and the results will come. Trust me. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Freddie Potts, to Joe Lowe, Gareth McCleary and the gaffer, Matt Bloomfield. Not forgetting Jerry Barton and Tom Ball, the Wickham Wanderers cyclist. We'll be back next week with news of the League Cup Round 2 game against Sutton and the match in the league against the Cobblers. Come on, you Blues. If you're a Rovers fan...